introduce you to the Wrestling With Life podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Wrestling With Life. This is your host, M. Led on the mic. And if you're new here, Wrestling With Life is a podcast for very ambitious people whose biggest obstacle is really themselves, who just want to get out of their own way and reach more self-acceptance, more inner peace, and work towards their dreams and goals. So if that sounds like you, you're in the right freaking place. Today, you guys, we have such an exciting guest on the podcast. We got my little brother, who also happens to be a freaking TikTok star. My little brother, Ben, has accumulated an audience of nearly 700,000 people on his TikTok channel. And today he is going to share how he reached that amazing accomplishment, some struggles that he's had throughout this time building his audience, like hate and setbacks and just things not going the way that he anticipated they would. And he talks about some major mindset shifts that he's made to make peace with these things and to not let them rock him, to keep working towards his his dreams and goals and he is truly an inspiration so if you are working on a business idea or you have some passion or dream that you're trying to work towards and you need some inspo from someone who's already been there done that you're going to want to stick around this is an amazing episode and i'm so freaking proud of the wisdom that my little brother shared in this episode so let's get into it y'all Hey guys, welcome back to Wrestling With Life. You guys, I'm screaming, crying, throwing up. I'm so freaking excited. One of my favorite people in the entire world is joining us on the podcast today. Let me introduce to you, drum roll please, (laughs) Benito Santiago, Benny, Benny Boy, Ben Led, whatever you want to call him. We got my little brother, Ben Led, on the podcast today. What's up, Benny? What is up, everyone? My second favorite, not second favorite. What? My second sister. I was going to say, be careful how you proceed yeah, with that not, sentence. Not even second sister. I was, I, my mind just, I was trying to say younger, older sister, and it just didn't come out right. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Already not starting off on no. a great foot. You're going to get kicked off the podcast. You wouldn't dare. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Ben's joining us on the podcast today because... We've been freaking through it these last couple years, haven't we, Ben? We really have. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. And we really empathize on a lot of the same struggles, mostly being um, job related. So struggling in the business world, both of us majored in marketing and we both have struggled in our careers quite a bit. We are also both creators, so we're going to get into to Ben's creative world, but he is a creative just like I am, and that comes with a lot of the same struggles, right? But really, the theme of this episode is perseverance, right? Persevering yep. through tough times and still working towards your dreams, even when life kicks the shit out of you. So, you know, every time I have guests on, I have them bring a quote. Did you bring one today? I did. All right, cool. I definitely did. All right, give it to us. Okay, so the quote is from none other than the show South Park. <laughs> South been, Park. Which has been running for <laughs> about 25 years. Okay. Um, And it's a scene where one of the characters is sad because he just got his heart broken by a girlfriend who really wasn't his girlfriend, but he thought it was his girlfriend. It's a very confusing episode. The reason for this quote is because I've been dealing with depression a Mm. lot in the past few months Mm. and this kind of helped me to put my life in perspective a little bit the quote reads well yeah and i'm sad but at the same time i'm really happy that something could make me feel that sad 
It's like it makes me feel alive, you know? It makes me feel human. And the only way I could feel this sad now is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm feeling a beautiful sadness. Oh, I love that. And you actually sent me this quote. I did. You texted this quote to me the other day. And you also sent it no context. So I thought you wrote it. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. I'm like, you're so <laughs> profound. I wish I could take credits, credits, credit for Butterstotch, but I cannot. So tell me, like, what made you pick this? I want to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It describes that even though you're sad, you had to feel that way. You had to have something great going in your life on before. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I feel a lot of the time. It's like I feel this sadness. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's cool that I have a life where I could feel that kind of sadness at the yeah. same time. You have the capacity to feel that much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people probably feel this way too i feel like some people can resonate with that as well absolutely i mean hearing that it not that it romanticizes pain but like it just looks at pain and, and struggling and hard times in a different perspective because like i don't know about you but the times that i grew the most the times that i evolved the most came from deep pain and from mm -hmm. struggle and from not knowing who i was and actually suffering and i feel like that's kind of when we level up the most in our life is when we go through shit i agree we gotta give the people some background right we gotta talk about how we grew up mm -hmm. so we have our older sister jenna i'm the middle child and then we got ben is the baby i'm the perfect child yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay and growing up like we all shared a lot of the same i would say interest passions but tell the people some of yours what's some stuff Very you were similar, into as yeah. a kid was kind of a huge sports person. You know, I loved everything sports. Mm -hmm. Not you, but just our family in general was always competitive. We were always... So competitive. Like, always. <laughs> I think mom's the most competitive secretly, but she just doesn't want to <laughs> show it. Sorry, mom. Love you. Um, anyways. We were always competing Yeah, we were always up. competing. I'm... <laughs> Wiffle ball never ended well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the uh, number of times that we tried to play wiffle ball as a family and, and it just I, ended in tears. Because of me. <laughs> it was always because of you, yeah. I would throw the bat, I would storm off. I was and everyone was like, Oh, here we go again. Uh-huh. Anyways, we're getting off track. I was a huge sports person. I yes. played football, baseball, mm -hmm. wrestle. I didn't play football my senior year, but from ninth grade to eleventh grade and then a few other years sprinkled in there, I was mm -hmm. Football in the fall, winter turned into wrestling in the springtime. My favorite time of the year, baseball season. Mm -hmm. My favorite sport. So, Let's go back to wrestling for a second because okay. we wrestled together for a year. We did when I was in. What I was, I think I was kindergarten. You were second grade, maybe I was, I was second. You were. Fourth? I was fourth grade. Okay, you were second, second grade. grade. And actually, the cover of this podcast is a picture that I cropped you out of. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we could uh, leave my part in there for the cover of this episode. Oh my gosh! Great well, idea. Wouldn't that be? Okay, I'll do that. Okay. That's a okay. good call. Okay, so we love sports growing up. We were all so competitive. That yep. was pretty much our family dynamic. We grew up under the same roof, super close family. We all did everything together. And now our older sister lives across the country in mm -hmm. Montana. We're over on the East Coast still. We've both gone through college, and now we live in different cities um, and things have happened over time, you know, that we've kind of had to go through together. So talk to me about how you've grown up. Cause I've seen you personally as your sister, like mm -hmm. I've watched you grow so, so, so much. Um, you're still competitive. 
Of course. You still have... Um, it's a lot better gene, though. It never leaves you. It, yeah, it doesn't. We're always going to be competitive. <laughs> um, you're still, in my eyes, like, you're the same person, but you've just matured so much. So, like, talk to me about some of the things that you struggled with as a kid that mm-hmm. you've overcome and, like, how you're dealing with it as an adult now. It wasn't like... I, f- I guess I felt the pressure from you a little bit. Why? In ways. Just, you know, your athletic nature and how good you were at you know you put in work in soccer and you were amazing you were freshman you were all whippeal your freshman year which was like i don't think i was all whippeal my freshman year i remember you had like 26 goals though <laughs> i remember that stat because i was like Le'Veon bell 26 oh my god i put that to it Whatever. anyways that's how my brain works with the numbers i put it to a steelers player that had that number okay anyways i mean you were very successful because you worked hard first of all but I also felt the pressure from you, from maybe mom and dad a little bit, but also from peers at school, people at church, you know, whatever. Just people at Beaver in general. Um, And I feel like when you're the youngest, that's probably pretty natural to feel like you have to live up to like your siblings. Mm -hmm. And it's like the teacher like, oh, I had your sister Emily. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I remember getting that from Jenna, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just the the thought of, I know how awesome you are at so many different aspects of your life. And it was just hard to kind of live up to that, even though that pressure might, might not even been on me. It was just kind of how I thought of it. You perceived it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's completely normal. Yeah. And I think it's very relatable for a lot of younger siblings. I, I think it is. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just me. It's just, you know, <laughs> kind of how I felt growing right. up in certain situations so you felt that pressure growing up so then like is there a a point in time where that like went away or you learned how to deal with it or you just kind of thought like do you know what i'm doing me and that's good enough yeah you know just growing up just finding out who you are because literally in high school you still don't know who the hell you are yeah it takes like i'm still figure out figuring out certain parts of who i am as a person absolutely i mean you're always evolving you're always growing as a person whatever aspects of your life so i think that's a huge part of it as soon as i left for college like i didn't feel pressured like that anymore yeah fresh start. It, it's really yeah it's a fresh start you're starting new people you're meeting new people mm-hmm. you're making lifelong friends which i have yeah four or five even more but really really close i have a, I have a good group of guys that i see so had a halloween party we had a new year's and christmas party mm-hmm a lot of fun and so yeah i mean it's just about meeting the right people and moving on from you know past parts of your life that might not be the most important yeah i think sometimes you have to reinvent yourself in a way especially when you grow up in a small town like we did yeah there can be pressure whether it's other people putting it on you or it's just how you perceive it you feel a lot of pressure to be a certain version of yourself or to live up to certain expectations And you don't necessarily feel like you can be true to who you fully are until you go away and you kind of have that clean slate. So Mm -hmm. I can definitely see that in you. I definitely think you blossomed a lot once you got to college. And since you went to college, actually, while you were in college, you started a TikTok page. I did. Yeah, you did. I did. So let's let's paint the picture. So it's the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Everything's shut down. You're locked at home. You're living with mom and dad at the time. Yeah. And you decide that you're going to start a TikTok page. So, like, walk me through the thought process of, like, you starting this page, 
how you decided to do like the niche that you chose, et cetera, and how you built it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, starting it was because I was bored. There was, <laughs> there was literally, I had internship at church. At our old church that we grew yeah, up in. But mm-hmm. from March to June, I didn't have anything to do. Of 2020? Yeah. Classes were mm-hmm. boring. Teachers didn't know what to do at that time. Mm-hmm. It got better the following year. But during that time, it was, they, were just, they were trying to figure out just as we were. I just got bored, made a TikTok, started posting random videos. What was like the vibe at the time? What were the videos like? They were stupid, bro. <laughs> like bad. Like I remember <laughs> this is going to be so bad. I, I did like a Simon Says video just to get like more followers. Okay. Like, What's Simon Says? Like Simon Says, hold your right knee while pressing the follow button <laughs> are you serious yeah oh ben it, it got like twenty thousand views and i gained like two thousand followers just oh my from God. that video i'm picturing people doing that at home <laughs> like actually doing what you said that's so ridiculous i feel like all of us probably did embarrassing shit in the middle of the pandemic as we're like all panicking if the world is ending right so no shame so yeah, I mean you're probably not wrong about that, <laughs> but that was the start of it. Uh huh. How or, did it evolve? So I was like thinking, and I'm like, maybe this could lead somewhere because there's so many accounts here at the time, and still kind of is this way. But TikTok's such a natural way to gain followers on social media. If you're mm-hmm. looking to get into social media, go on TikTok and create a page because naturally you gain followers if you have decent content <laughs> damn i think my content's probably asked then because i have struggled no, to grow on tiktok it it, <laughs> it takes there's a learning curve with it and it's not as fast as it used to be okay um algorithms change more people got on the app i right. think two billion people have a tiktok account Holy in the shit. world or something it's a crazy stat because i heard about it like a few years ago, or not a few years ago like a few months ago so there's 8 billion people on the planet, and you're saying a quarter of them have TikTok? That's got to be like... something crazy like that. Wow, that's insane to me. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. 1 billion. 1 billion people. Yep. Okay. Still, still, still that's a, a lot one, of people. That's over eight. 10%. Yeah. So you started posting videos, you started gaining followers, and you were like, this could really be something. So yeah. then you picked a niche, and you you stuck to that niche. And what was that niche, and why did you pick it? So I did a few things starting out. Um, I did like kind of like factual content so i did like random facts about like states like the weirdest laws in every state i did like a series when i did every state like that and then i did like celebrity videos i had a series called like celebrities we lost too soon people like died young type thing just kind of like commemorating their lives type thing i remember those ones Mm -hmm. and those were like my most popular ones Mm -hmm. i think i had three different ones of those that got over a million views. Uh-huh. And that's when you started blowing Growing. up. That's when you started blowing up crazy I, on TikTok. I remember people in our lives, like, yeah. from back home, would hit me up and they'd be like, why did Ben just come up on my For You TikTok page? And you were, like, you were reaching this massive audience. Mm-hmm. And, like, people were starting to notice that you were growing like crazy. And I've expressed this to you in our personal conversations before. I didn't really enjoy the type of content I was making. I wanted to do something I was passionate about and... The stuff I was doing, not passionate about it. It gets a lot of views, sure, it's cool, but it's not what I want to be, like, known for, I guess, right. in a sense. So, like I mentioned, I love sports, so that's kind of what my content is now. And uh, I was looking for the right videos to make to post, so I took a huge break from posting for a year and a half about Did you? consistently. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting back to it now, but not really still. Mm. 
Um, and something that I didn't ask you yet is what's the follower count now? I think 680.1 thousand. 680,000 followers on TikTok. So you grew it to this point and then you decided to take a break. Yeah, I was over 700,000 when I took my break. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I lost a bunch of, I'm at 680,000 even. So I guess I lost 100 followers overnight. So what um, did you go up to? What was the highest you reached? I reached like just, maybe it was just below. So I want to say it was like 697. Okay. So I've just like, when I started to stop posting, people were like, well, he's not posting anymore. So they just unfollow. Unfollowed. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Which is very respectable. Like, I get it. Yeah. Because I would be the same way of like one of my favorite creators. I'm not saying I was someone's favorite creator, but um, if one of my favorite creators just like dropped off of the face of the right. earth, I would probably do the same. Right. So makes you, sense. you wanted to shift your content. Yeah. Was there any other reason why you decided to take a year and a half break? Yeah. You know, uh, there were a lot of people in my personal life saying stuff sorry my voice country there are people like saying stuff and then there were just also comments on my tiktoks that just fucked with my head yeah a lot saying like i should go um bleep myself um and just very negative people Mm -hmm. like it's like you don't expect it and you see it and you're like what the hell like this this is messed up man and uh it you just kind of take a step back yeah and you just need to think about like are my priorities where they should be Mm -hmm. over this page should i be pivoting to a different content so i don't get comments like this but and let's pause and talk about that for a second here because i think like if there's anybody listening who is thinking about starting some sort of business or adventure or creative process that involves putting themselves out there whether it be on the internet in front of other people i think we all kind of know that when you do that step getting hate is inevitable it's it's part of it and the internet can be such an incredibly dark and shitty and mean place and you've experienced that i've experienced that in you know in my podcast and me starting to put myself out there you've experienced this in tiktok And people feel this weird, like, sense of entitlement because they're behind a keyboard because a lot of times they don't even have, like, a fucking profile picture. A lot of times, like, they're a little, they're just, like, a little egg. Like, remember how the Twitter picture was, like, an egg if you didn't have a profile picture? That's what I refer to them as, is they're, like, little eggs. And they think, like, oh, I'm anonymous. I have all this power to say whatever I want, to criticize however I want. And they get really fucking bold. And they say some crazy shit and they forget that there is a human being on the other side of that that they're criticizing people like that like i hate to say but you just gotta you just gotta brush it off Mm -hmm. and like even if deep down it strikes a tone with you and you're like this is like something that hurt me or it's something that i took offense to i'm not saying get over it i'm saying do i care what this person thinks Mm -hmm. no okay Pick yourself up. If I would have, sorry, I'm going off a tangent here, but if I would have redone the past three years, one thing I would never would have done was stop posting. Why is if, that? If I kept posting, I'd probably be over a million. Really? The way I was growing, the pace I was growing, I cared too much about what people were saying about my content. Mm. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I was getting, I was, doors were opening for brand deals for me. Really? I was getting, not brand deals, sponsorships, yeah. which, potato, potato, mm-hmm. but- I had, if you guys know what the coldest water bottle is, it's a brand, huge brand, sponsored a lot of people on TikTok. I was one of those. You get paid for putting a water bottle in their video. 
um, or in your video, you like make a video, put it in the background, hold it up, whatever you want to do. They kind of mm-hmm. leave that open to your creativity. And then I had one with a few other companies as well. There was one that was like a Halloween event that was coming. They wanted me to promote it. I promoted it. One was I got sent a little toy drone, had to fly it around for a video, stuff like that. Yeah. And I was, that was like at my peak. And then. And you were starting to make money from these things. I was starting to make very good money. Uh Uh-huh. Not, not anything crazy, but for a college kid, it was pretty good money. Yeah. And, uh. For making videos and doing what you were already doing. Literally took me five minutes to make each video. And I was getting, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But, uh, at the same time, I don't have regrets. Like, if I would do it again, I would, but I can't. So I'm not going to think about it like that. I'm just going to keep being me. Right. Well, let me jump into and say, like, first of all, you're completely valid for taking some time off and for sorting through that kind of feedback that you were getting and kind of reassessing where you wanted to go from there, because I don't want to undermine how incredibly difficult it is to get that kind of criticism. And kind of what you were saying is like, you can't let it get to you. At least how I've kind of arrived at the place is like everybody is entitled to their opinion, right? Everyone is allowed to disagree with or not like the content that I'm posting, that you're posting, the information that anyone is putting out there. Everyone is entitled to that. What everyone is not entitled to do is to be fucking mean and to absolutely troll other people. I think about for me personally, if I see content that I don't like or that I don't resonate with, what do I do? I fucking scroll past it scrolling (laughs) i scroll past it keep scrolling i don't let that shit ruin my day i don't let that shit trigger me i don't then go into attack mode on that person i'm like huh that wasn't for me i'm just gonna keep scrolling so i always think about that i'm like if someone else took the time to leave a hateful mean comment which there have been a couple things i've seen since (laughs) i started this that i'm like wow like you are not okay like you're unwell (laughs) the fact that you took the time to like sit here and say that to me just it tells me that they have some sort of internal battle going on right yeah yeah definitely so that's how i've decided to look at it is like anything that's projected upon me from someone else on the internet that has a (laughs) lot more to do with them and really nothing to do with me it really shows people's insecurities Mm -hmm. when they project them onto your like it's so easy bro Mm -hmm. you're on tiktok just keep scrolling you don't have to take you're literally wasting minutes of your life mm-hmm. to type out some comment that does nothing. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like we're the ones who are putting ourselves out there. We're being bold. We're taking the risk. We're following our dream. We're putting ourselves. Like We knew this. Like I knew this. I'm sure you knew this. When you start putting your art out into the world, no matter what it is you open yourself up for criticism, right? Like that's part of the territory. It comes with it. I knew that inevitably. And I look at it as I'm bold enough. I'm strong enough. I'm willing to put myself in that position. And you're watching. You're literally a fan. Like whether you hate me or you love me, you're a fan. Facts. Right? Facts. That's how you have to look at it. I, I couldn't have said that any better because, well, here's the thing. If you comment on a TikTok video and the video plays three times in a row, Accounts is three times in a row they mm-hmm. watched a video and that makes so thank you if you they're hate, giving you more engagement. <laughs> if anybody listening has ever left a hate comment on my TikTok, thank you, I appreciate it. But let's not encourage but people let's to not keep encourage doing that. It. No, no, don't keep doing it. But thank you for the watch time, I appreciate it. <laughs> Mic drop. You said that so well. I had a, a friend actually. You know my friend Peyton. 
Peyton. Peyton. Dad always makes fun of me how I say it. Peyton. <laughs> Shout out my friend Peyton. I was getting dinner with her the other night and she was saying that she, you know, has this exciting dream that she wants to start posting on TikTok, but she's afraid of what people think, which Peyton, completely valid. I've been there before, girly. And I said to her, I'm like, what you have to accept before you take that step is that there are going to be people who cringe at you there are going to be people who judge you there are going to be people who don't understand why you're doing what you're doing and that's okay let them cringe let them judge you're not going to be for everybody your content's not going to be for everybody and that's okay but don't let that hold you back from doing what you want to do it's the best thing you advice you can give her Mm-hmm. I mean, I know she's probably going to listen to this. So. Hi, Peyton. <laughs> hey, Peyton. 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 <laughs> Dad's going to love oh. this. He's going to replay this one forever. Come on, Ron. <laughs> Ron. What? I can't sneeze. Sorry, Mom. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, just be yourself. Be authentic. Be true to yourself. If it's something you want to post, post it. Mm-hmm. It's it's not for everybody. It's not. And that's the thing about life. Each decision you make. Just make sure it's true to you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about how it affects others or how others might see it. Just mm. think about how it affects you. Absolutely. I'm really proud of you as well um, because I I remember being there like when it did get really dark and when people were being really shitty and mean. And I just want to say like I'm really, really proud of you for the way that you have worked to shift your mindset because that's not easy to do. And there are a lot of people who would have gone through what you went through and let that knock them down and stop doing what you're doing. And I think it's fine that you took time off to like process it and decide what you wanted to do next. And I'm really proud of you because now you're starting a new pivot. You're starting a new niche, aren't you? Tell me yeah. about it. So we're working with like AI stuff now. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm huge into sports. So I've been kind of like creating AI stadiums like NFL, MLB, NBA. I did all of those. Um, NHL too. So I was like creating what it would look like if every stadium had like a million fans. Mm-hmm. One video blew up. It had over a hundred thousand views. Did it? You yeah. didn't tell me that. Did I tell you that? Hell yeah. So it hit like one twenty three thousand. Oh, that's awesome. And then another. And this is the one, first one that's blown up since you've done your new niche, right? Blown up, blown up. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Are you losing followers now that you're posting from a different niche? That could be why I'm losing some more followers. Yeah, could be. But so people came really for care. the people came for the celeb content and well, the Simon says <laughs> they came for the Simon says content. They saw the AI they really dipped. <laughs> they were like, they what? saw one video in 2020 when I had 500 followers and got pissed when they saw it was AI. <laughs> I'm here for the Simon says man. So besides the Simon says, I have to know like what's another video that you've done that you just like look back and you're like, oh, uh, like you just cringe at yourself. Just the the lighting in my videos, and sometimes I was, like, really quiet like this. Like, you could barely hear me, and then sometimes I was screaming. I remember the ones where you were yelling. I was like, I feel like you have some energy you need to get out. Do we want to pull one up for everyone? I'll link it in the show notes. Anyway, they were cringe, and I just looked back, and, you know, like, the try not to cringe videos you see all over TikTok? That's, if just looking at that makes my skin crawl. Well, you're totally fine. I remember when I first started posting Instagram reels for supporting this podcast specifically, it's really awkward. Like, it's weird it to put yourself in front of a selfie video camera and start talking. Like, 
it's very unnatural it's very awkward and like you're trying to just figure out what you're gonna say how you're gonna look at the camera what you're doing with your hands because it's just like it's just really awkward because you don't know what to do and I remember looking back at some of my videos that I first started when I first started the podcast and I just like cringe at them and I was like oh god like I need to remove Mm. these immediately because it doesn't (laughs) feel like you because you just you can tell you're not comfortable you can tell you're like getting used to it and it's just it's weird watching yourself yeah you're not alone in that at all i cringe at myself a lot sometimes i want to delete my whole page because how cringe some of the videos <laughs> are man like literally Same. the first 600 videos i probably posted i hated really yeah i just didn't feel like myself yeah. i guess in a sense yeah. like i was myself but it just felt like scripted like, yeah i was ta- i wasn't talking like i am now like fluid and right. in motion right i was kind of talking in like little sporadic mm-hmm. increments and it just kind of sounded weird yeah and it's like that's not who i am like I-, I need to get back to and so then like my content got better and better as i went on it just takes time to right know what your style should be how long your video should be yada yada yada, yada. right and no i completely get that because same like even listening back to my podcast, like when I first started it, uh-huh. I was being like hyper perfectionistic, like editing out ums and uhs and re-recording things that just sounded like I wasn't happy with how it sounded. Mm-hmm. And same with videos, like just over analyzing myself. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, it is unhealthy the amount of time that I'm spending picking myself apart, criticizing myself, trying to perfect and like there was a while that I was just like, what am I doing? Like, why did I, why did I start this? Like, I felt like I lost sight of why I started this in the beginning. And I don't know if you can empathize with that at all, but there were, were, there were definitely points where I was like, should I just like stop this altogether? Like, I don't know if this is good for my mental health anymore. I get that. And I wouldn't say I almost stopped creating content because of that reason specifically, but there were times where I would edit a video and I would spend 30 minutes like on a, a one minute video to edit and mm-hmm. it should take me five minutes to edit that but i would re-record stuff because i didn't like how it sounded mm-hmm. so i would spend another 30 minutes going back over and literally re-recording different parts of the video and i'm like just just edit it and yeah send it out because it's you you're being authentic if people don't like it make another one people might might like the next one and all the times i did that because i i would do that multiple times I don't know if any of them ever got attention that the ones where I made quickly and sent it out one. Because I did one trending video that got like 6 million views. It took me five minutes to make yeah. and edit and send. So you find that your most natural content that you spend the least amount of time on normally resonates better. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. That's good insights right there. So that's your passion project for now. So you yeah. have to make the moolah. So talk about the last year, the last couple of years when it comes to like your job search your job journey obviously you majored in marketing and you've kind of been pursuing a career in that share what that's looked like i was a marketing major in college cum laude not to flex (laughs) subtle flex 3.55 gpa (laughs) best gpa in my major that's the last thing i'll say about college um but currently i have two jobs so i work at american eagle that's like my nine to five uh, corporate office. I work in the lab store, and then I also work at a Dick's Sporting Goods store too. In my off hours, right out of college, it was very hard to find a job. It was post COVID, obviously, at that point, but there weren't a ton of entry level marketing positions I could find. And the ones I did find, they were the 
selling Verizon door to door pyramid scheme companies. Yeah. I couldn't find that job, that mar- first marketing job out of college. I started, the, I worked at the airport for a little bit. Wasn't a huge fan of that. Then I went on to work at the Dick store back in Robinson for about a month. And then went to corporate, worked there for six months as an admin assistant. Then my contract ended, ended up at. PLS Logistics. I did sales there for two months. We cold call 200 people today, and I just, that wasn't for me. I wasn't good at it. Um, didn't hit my quota, so I got laid off from that, and now I am where I am today. I was unemployed for about two, two and a half months about. So what kind of advice do you have for people who, because like obviously you're still trying to figure out like yeah. what you want to do long term. You've gone through a lot. You've dealt with you know, not having the easiest start to your career. You've dealt with hate. You've dealt with setbacks. You've had to like kind of sort of reframe how you see everything and see the positives in it rather than focus on the negatives, right? Because how else are you going to get through this kind of stuff? Yeah. What's like one piece of advice that you would leave people with who are in a similar position where they feel lost, where they've gone through some shit, where they're really, really having to persevere through tough times? I didn't really mention this before, but I'll mention it now. I was very depressed during this whole time of my job. And so every day for the past, like ever since Christmas, I've tried to think one thing that I did this day that I didn't do yesterday. One way I've seen myself try to get better. One way I've tried to, you know, improve because I was not in the greatest headspace before. And so just taking the small little things and turning them into positives will Mm. be very beneficial. Right. Do what you're passionate about. I feel like at this point in my life, I don't really care how much money I'm making. Money is not the most important thing in this part of your life. It's about getting experience. It's about learning new skills. If you didn't go to college and you're stuck at this nine to five that you hate, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you should quit, but... You should quit if you're not passionate about it. And there's something that you've always wanted to do that you're passionate about because I feel like that's more important than making money. And sure, money's great. You can buy all the physical things you want in the world, but it'll never come close to your mental health, your well-being. I just feel like that at this point in our life, that's more important. That's how I I would view it. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice. Something that I would add on to that as well is like, I felt this need when I graduated from school, like I wanted to get a job that sounded impressive. I wanted to land a job at a company that people recognized. And I think like a lot of people come out of college, like I need to make all this money. I need to have a good paying job that sounds impressive, that will make people think that I made it. And I think that's very like, that's understandable. Like you put in a lot of work in school. You want to feel like you made it, whatever. What I will say is when I was working jobs for reputable companies that people knew, I found those jobs to be way less fulfilling than when I worked for a company that maybe people hadn't heard of or was smaller because it gave me more opportunity to dip my toes into more things, to figure out what I was passionate about. If you're not sure what you want to do, like worry less about how it looks to other people and worry a lot more about how it feels to you. If you're getting the experience that you want, if you're being exposed to certain things, 
that's way more important than trying to impress certain people or make other people think that you made it. I couldn't agree more with that statement. So what's next for Benny? Obviously, with your TikTok, I know that you are you still have plans to continue that. Mm-hmm. You also maybe have some Twitch goals, maybe yes. some podcast goals. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, so my goal is to get on Twitch, too, mm-hmm. because I love video games. I play... <laughs> way too much video games mm-hmm. um but it's something i'm passionate about so it's like if i can somehow get a good following maybe that could be a little side hustle too i love pittsburgh sports i love talking about sports to anybody who will listen and so one thing i wanna i've been looking into something that i've wanted to start doing is a steelers pittsburgh sports type podcast yes join the podcast yeah. squad so that's something exciting yeah that might be coming soon uh, we've been kind of talking Throwing some names around, yeah. Me and you. What are the ideas so far? So we got, we got like the uh, the heart of the black and gold might be one. I love that. I love that too. You'd be so good at that. You're such yeah. a natural because you also studied uh, like broadcasting. I, mean, I was for a broadcasting bit. major for first year and a half of college. Yeah. So radio slash podcasting, uh-huh. kind of your thing. Yeah. You could kill that. I think you yeah. should do it. I'm, I'm excited and something that I wanted to do. I just have to learn from the. The best. I'll teach you everything you, you I know. Just uh, getting that thing up and running, hopefully sometime during the off season. Well, Benny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for your vulnerability, for your authenticity, for being yourself. Of course. You inspire me. Sometimes you say things to me and <laughs> I'm just like, shit, are you the older brother? Because you just sound very wise. Oh, you mean like the South Park quote I sent you the other day? Yeah, that I thought was you. <laughs> Yeah, you just, you know, you continually impress me with your emotional maturity, the way that you've navigated the last couple years. So I'm really proud of you and thank you for coming on. Well, I'm proud of you too. And this podcast and the pod fam, the wrestling fam, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you. Keep doing you. Keep striving. You want to plug yourself? Where can people find you on TikTok? Yeah, if you just look up my name, Ben Ledbetter, it will come up, but I will give you the at. It's going to be Ben underscore led better l-e-d-b-e-t-t-e-r and that's my that's my tiktok you can follow my instagram ben Ledbetter underscore yeah. and i will link ben's accounts in the show notes if you want to give him a follow well guys that concludes the episode with benny that was so much freaking fun to record we had the best time stick around for some bloopers at the end because we really embraced our crackhead energy throughout that episode and yeah some fun clips at the end for you guys to listen to I wanted to drop really quick the next topics for the guest episodes that will be coming out. So right now I have six guests lined up and those will at least be the next six episodes. And the topics we'll be covering include giving yourself grace, not caring about what other people think, embracing your insecurities and letting go of shame, giving the freaking middle finger to societal expectations And being true to yourself regardless of who's watching. So a lot of just like how to step into your authentic self and then different spins on that same topic. And each topic will be led by a different guest that I love so freaking much. Spoiler alert, my sister and my dad will also be getting on the podcast, so I am not leaving them out. And other people that will be joining are going to be some of my closest and most favorite friends in the world. So be sure to come back. Be sure to tune back in for these guest episodes in the near future. 
And in the meantime, guys, make sure to follow at Wrestling With Life Pod on TikTok and Instagram. Please leave me a review if you haven't yet. You can share this episode with a friend who might be struggling through some challenges and need some encouragement for how to get through it. Thank you guys for your support as always. Let's get out there. Let's RKO the shit out of life. Let's keep wrestling with life, guys. Grab life by the freaking balls this week. And I will see you very soon alongside my guests. Bye, y'all. You know, like I told Emily earlier. Well, not Emily. Like I told the pod earlier. The wrestling fam. The wrestling um, fam. Yeah, so. Is that a cheesy nickname? Should I pick something else? No, I think that's, I think that's fun. Do you like it? We're going to put a poll on my Instagram. I'm just like, <laughs> I started with that day one and then I never changed wrestling it. Wrestling fam. So we're just, we're keeping it going. We could call them the parents before the wrestlers. The parents? <laughs> They're the ones watching. <laughs> like the kids on the. Never mind. The support squad. Yeah. That, just, that sounds like an insult. The refs. <laughs> the referees. What's up, referees? What's up, refs? No, because the listeners are like the ones wrestling too. We're all wrestling with life. We're all wrestling with life. We're you're all right. wrestling with life. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you want to chill for a second? We can chill for a second if you need. High school musical. Yeah, I don't remember the words. I just I remember the terrorism of watching all three in one day with you and Jenna. Okay. Okay. You feel ready? Five, four, okay. three, two, one. Let's go. What is it? Level up. Level yeah, up. Level 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 up